Marky Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. <laughs> we're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. No, whatever it is. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Marky Worthington comedy podcast. This is episode 82 with the legend Doug Stanhope. It was really, really cool to have Doug on the show. Um, I got through a lot of the questions that I wanted to ask him. Um, and we also got a lot of um, back and forth as well, just general uh, chat about comedy and um, and previous gigs. Um, there was stuff in there about um, previous episodes, guests that he's had on his podcast, things like that. So whether you're a fan of Doug's from over the years um, or you've just... Um, stumbled on him recently uh there's heaps of good content in here um it's all covered off so it was really cool to have him on the show doug's got a gig coming up in canberra at the basement on the 27th of february you can get the tickets in the show notes below um and if you're listening to this episode as an audio only um then you'll get as much out of it um as most other podcasts but at the same time if you do want to watch this on youtube there's a few visual um, parts of the show as well so either way whichever platform you're on whether it's um the um, audio platforms which is like spotify um apple podcasts or any of the other um options that you've got there then you'll still get as much out of this we're both kind of conscious that some people listen to podcasts and some people watch but if you're watching this on youtube at marky comedy then you'll um, be able to get a couple of the visuals as well so either way it's worth um checking it out on on um any of the platforms but i mean without further ado let's get into it i love it i love that it's the marky worthington podcast with marky worthington let's start with autism because isn't one of the 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 symptoms or part of autism is they generally don't get jokes um i guess it's I like a, I, I want you to educate me i just I, I thought that was part of the thing okay well as an as an open mic comedian i don't know how much edu- education i can give on um on <laughs> like full-on d- breakdowns of spectrums and things like that but i mean if someone's willing to listen to it i will say it um i think that most the most part um the autism side of things you sort of choose what 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 you're into there's like certain things that you might get but i've been told multiple times like that things will just go over my head um yeah like i've been on dates like sarcasm yeah like girls have just been like so now it's the part where you kiss me like and that's sort of where i'm like oh okay then cool this is going well (laughs) um but yeah it could go either way actually that's how um, my current fiance and i managed to uh, progress to the next base because she was like well now's the part where we go on a second date so i'm like hey that's cool at least someone can hold my hand through this thing instead of me learning for myself oh okay i thought you didn't uh now all right i get you now again i'm a little bit high so that's kind of like being on the spectrum for a minute <laughs> you, it's you like if the tongue. spectrum was a, a a gummy edible and it only lasted for six hours that i'm on that spectrum with you yeah well i guess you got to wind down after your shift at uh dominoes somehow <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought you were talking about yourself. Then I realized you're looking at my hat. <laughs> yeah. All right, the, the, I'm assuming I don't even know what medium we're on. Are people seeing this or listening to this? Um, it's both. It'll be audio, but also on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, then they will see that I'm wearing. Yeah, a but for audio hat. listeners, Doug has a Domino's beanie on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, I, I had an opening act. Uh, my friend Junior Stopka, yep. and we were we were flying to a gig, and I'm like, "All right, I'll fly you first class." Um, but I had the idea to dress up as Domino's delivery people with a, so I bought <laughs> Domino's <laughs> uniforms, and we get a pizza box, and we sat in different sections of a small, short first class flight as though we were both Domino's workers, but didn't know each other. And we had a pizza box, like yep. we were delivering pizza via airplane. That is in first class. And we'd have conversations about, yeah, what route do you work? And our, yeah, our, like over seats. I remember hearing some of that on the podcast, like with all the vintage Delta stuff that you give out to employees and things like that. I think that's really cool. Yes. Yes. Uh, I have a bag right here. Yoink. It's my Delta bag, well, Del Delta gimmicks and vintage like, like drink coupons, yep. free drink from 1983 <laughs> and like crown room passes. Yep. Crown room was the, the sky club back in the eighties or nineties and just going in and going, um, yeah, can I get in with this? What, yep. what is this? Yeah. So yeah, I have fun is what I'm saying. The, the bag looks like it should have bowling balls in it and like the name of a place that shut down like 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, it was like I, last held by John Candy when filming Uncle Buck or something like that. I, I brought that bag to the hotel because I'll be flying out of, I'm at the Tucson airport at a hotel yeah. and I'll be flying when I fly to Australia. And then this is how they get, I, I, I Wow, I'm a stuttering wreck. Uh, yeah, you go, oh, I'm going to bring all my uh, vintage Delta shit for the flight attendants, and they'll take care of me. And then you yep. go, wait, that's Virgin Australia. It's a partner. <laughs> they don't give a shit about Delta stuff. It's a partner. So, yeah, I just realized that. Yeah, so you, you, I've listened to your recent podcast where you're talking about, um, like, having to be in hotels as for home replacement for home at the moment and for on, on the tour as well. So you're pretty much doing like a hotel tour at the moment. Oh yeah. We haven't talked about, yeah. I had a house fire, yep. which is why I'm living in hotels because mid, mid November, the roof burned off the house. So I'm going to be staying in hotels till at least April. So home is a hotel. I have, <laughs> All of my shit, like the 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 entire house, all the the stuff in it is put in storage until then. So I grabbed the stuff I needed. So I have stuff at my tour manager's house in his safe is my passport that I just realized I'm gonna need for Australia, but they're out of town. So now and then there's stuff at my wife's house, and then I'm living in a hotel, so I have shit here. And then I go on vacation to a hotel, and then I, I go on the road to hotels, and I'm going to be in hotels for a while. And I'm yeah. losing my I'm losing my biscuits. 
Yeah, I could imagine. Um, there was a, I do have a question because uh, related to that, um, was there a specific suit that you were just like, I need that suit? If if yes. there was, I, I, could, that? I, I could go grab it. Uh, but well, you're going to see it on tour in Australia. Oh yeah. I, 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 and I love when people, I, I wear vintage polyester seventies plaid suits, used car salesman suits on stage and that's my look and i love it when people dress up like me oh i didn't know if i'd look like a dick like wearing a deaf leopard t-shirt to a deaf leopard concert like yeah. no i love it when you dress up like me and this guy showed up with this sport coat that i go i have to have that and i had to like beg him to swap out i was gonna give him my game worn jersey i just wore this on stage man yeah. you won't swap out and he's like you're he was really drunk are you trying to fuck me over? And I'm like, no, I just, and my other suit was, okay, this was, I wore in my last special, this yep. jacket. If you won't trade me a, a special worn jacket and he finally acquiesced. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to bring that to Australia and it's going to be way too goddamn hot. It's very thick polyester and it's going to be smoking hot down there, which I love. But I, I hope they have AC in the venues I'm playing. Where are you? Uh, so this is um, in Canberra. So you'll be in oh, Canberra good. on the 27th. Uh, for that's anyone a, listening. That's my second favorite place I've played there. Yeah, Earth being awesome. the first. Yep. Yeah, and yeah. I've never been to Darwin. I know I, I Darwin would compete for first if I ever got there. I know I'm going to love it there. I just want to go there and not do a show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last time um, you were in in Canberra 2018, I was at the gig. I wore my uh, Doug Sanhope rip-off pink jacket, um, suit jacket. Um, nice. I think I'll bring it to this one as well. So if you if All you right. want to see it, I'll be wearing it again. It's been worn twice and they're both to see, to see your show. Um, but I have that. I even got a matching, um, like, really thick yellow tie that goes on. just doesn't make any sense why how thick it is. Um that's yeah. 70s. I, I, I'm, I'm so good at it now. I can go into the thrift store and reach through a thick stack of ties. And when I feel the thick one, I go, that's vintage. All right. Yeah. I pull that out rather than go through every individual one. If it's silky, it ain't shit. Well, that's um, how some people would argue that I choose my uh, dating history, but I uh, have have to change it over the years. Just reach until you get the thickest one and then just go for it. Um, <laughs> I'm bringing this cough with me to Australia. It's it's cigarettes, not, not the vid. Oh, that, that I know. Yeah. I think it um, could be way worse than just cigarettes. It could be uh, uh, COPD, could be cancer. I don't know, but it's not the vid because I don't talk to people. Well, uh, that's uh, that's one advantage. I think that a lot of people that in in Australia that haven't got the vid yet, I'm like, what do you do with your life? Like, how did you get this far without like talking to anyone or like getting that close to anybody? Yeah, well, I assume if there's anywhere Australia, I just I know it's mostly cities, but I envision like the outback where yeah, shit's gonna have a hard time traveling. Yeah, human yeah. or virus. Yeah, exactly. No, a hundred percent. That's uh, I actually have another thing which I have to ask because otherwise I'll get to the end and be like, "Fuck the thing that I was meant to ask." 
Um, what happened with the uh, celebrity death pool? It became unfun. We we used to do that like a like a fantasy football league just amongst ourselves, and then yep. Joby decided to turn it into a website and a business, and then it made him fucking crazy. He yep. spent all his time for really no money, and then hmm. so uh, if is it is it gone gone now? From what I, I can say, was, yeah, yeah, good, yep. Um, I, and, would, I would try to help them promote it, but I'm not even playing this anymore. Like now it's yeah. gotten too, you know, like the same reason I don't play fantasy football. I watch the game, but I don't want to know who the players are or the stats. And like <laughs> when it was six of us, yeah, it was, it was fun to do, but yeah. when it became a business. Uh, no, definitely. It, it's, it's funny that the sad part of the death ball is when it leaves. <laughs> <laughs> it's what's uh, uh someone just died and i go oh i had them forever in my death pool but there's yep. no death pool anymore well out of respect i always added yourself um just in the same way you'd always add add ralphie may just like out of respect um oh, nice. but um i was happy when um when I seen you dancing after the house fire, because I'm like, see, now I win, win, because it, I don't have a death pool anymore, and I've still got a Doug Stanhope. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that was, uh, that was, it's weird when shit like that happens, and you go, oh, I feel something. <laughs> My house is on fire, and firemen are here. Let's have yeah. a cocktail. Yeah, so that's the 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 death of the dead the death pool, um, but I do have another thing to tie it into suits. Now, this is something I remember hearing once upon a time, and I can't find the reference. Hey, but was the reason? Hang on one sec. One, one second. Will you grab my uh my suit? The or, uh, orangish, but it's not even orange, but it kind of looks orange. I just parade that in the background of the video, so people go to the YouTube version. Go ahead. Nice. Um. So. From what I remember was the a very nice suit there. Um, audio listeners, you're missing out. Uh, yeah. But was the reason for the, the suits because you were living in your car and your clothes got stolen, so you went to a thrift shop to buy stage stuff? Oh, that's a, that's a different suit. That okay. was uh, the San Francisco Comedy Competition. Yeah. And uh, – I, and it's reverse order. I decided to buy a suit, just a, like a black suit with yep. a tie, just a, a shitty suit. And I wore that during the competition. And then the night I won, I went home with a waitress, uh, as Warren Zevon said. Uh, and I woke <laughs> up in the morning and I was living out of my car for three years at that point. And I left it there. I thought, oh shit, it's going to get towed. I woke up at this waitress's house. I don't know where I am and I have to get to the car. And when I got there, they had smashed out my window and stole all of my belongings. So all I had was a check for winning the competition for $10,000 and a $15 thrift store suit and an Olds Cutlass that I had to drive with none of my shit and a broken window. That was the Cutlass that you had then, was it? Yes. Uh, yeah. 84 Olds Cutlass. Nice. Um <coughs> Just, I think from memory, didn't Ralphie have a, Ralphie May had a cutlass as well? Where else would it come from? <laughs> um, I, had, I, don't, I, don't, I, I think uh, Joey Diaz might have mentioned it on his podcast. No, I was saying you, you got it from memory. Sorry. sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Dan, um, I maybe maybe I don't know what Ralphie Ralphie may I don't he had to drive something big enough to carry him around and a cutlass seems like uh, that's a deep knee bend for a man of six hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, we had a moment there where um, your temp temp spectrum and my actual one didn't quite mesh up for a second, and then we had to resync our notes. Yeah, yeah, that's fine though. <laughs> it's fine. Who gives a shit? We're, we're not working with a, like a, a an ad coming up. Okay, thirty seconds, people. <laughs> yeah. Um, another question is um, for some of the, I guess, your version of the Rat Pack. Um, the uh, how'd you get in contact with Chad Shank? Is that just being a local in Bisbee or? Yeah, it was a. There was, someone was haunting me. There, there was a minute I was on Facebook, uh, like you know uh, that ditch pig that you sleep with between relationships. Uh, Facebook was that between MySpace and Twitter, where I'm like, oh, I'll slum it with Facebook, and I don't don't uh, turn the other way. I don't want to look you in the face. But uh, <laughs> in that day, someone on my street kept haunting me on Facebook, saying. Hey, I'm a disabled vet and I heard you like to help people. Can you help me move? And then I ignored it because who wants to help a stranger move? And then his friend, Hey, uh, I know my friend lives up the street from you. Can you help him move? And in a moment of weakness, I, I said, okay. And I, I put on Facebook, Hey, Bisbee, if anyone wants to help this guy move, be here at this address at 7 AM. <laughs> and uh, Chad Shank showed up. And nice. this guy, this disabled vet was younger than all of us in better shape than all of us. He had hearing loss. That was his disability. And we were so pissed off. Like I brought everyone that showed up was less abled than this person to move shit. Uh, but they did. And they, they moved that guy. And uh, yeah, Chad's been around ever since. Uh, it reminds me of his story. One of fellow open micers has where um, basically he was, trapped in um his grandfather's like retirement home apartment and one of the janitors collects like a group of other retired people from the complex to try and kick the door down so there's like about five old like vietnam vets or like just trying to kick this door in one of them's got an oxygen tank the other one's got like a fucking walking frame <laughs> Are you, are you, are you a standup? I don't, by the way, I don't even know what medium we're in or is a podcast or radio yeah. or yeah, so, podcast. Uh, we're recording this in zoom, but it'll later become a podcast for, um, for YouTube and, and, right. um, yeah, d depending on, um, how great I do the edit. I mean, this, this could be the, like someone might get to this far in and be like champion the fact they listen to it um to this point i mean you've got a lot right, of well you just said things. fuck so that that uh, was one of my questions oh i'm not trying to monetize it um but no 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 i was because i've done uh, you're my fourth interview and one of them was radio and uh, I, I have to think back to the last time i did radio oh you're not supposed to say fuck yeah yeah radio yeah. but no one listens to fucking radio anymore exactly yeah I, um I um yeah I'm doing this as a podcast. So I am Good. a stand-up comedian. I've been doing comedy for five years. I still call myself an open micer because I think that's sort of what it feels like. I barely do like ticketed gigs, but um, 
Yeah, that that's where I'm from, and this is we my were, podcast. We were looking at the uh, like, how hard would it be to be a stand-up like road comic in Australia because it's huge and underpopulated. Mm. Or we, I, I, I could probably do, I could probably do an entire year at a different city every night and do well in America, but there you have less than a tenth of the people and more size yeah like how hard how hard is it is anyone making a living just working australia i mean if they've usually they have like other spots related to comedy like they might do radio and tv as well um but most of it's just the like festival time of year which is around this time of year they sort of do the melbourne and and sydney comedy festivals and um the adelaide fringe and that sort of perth yeah, there's not enough there's not enough places to tour for a year yeah yeah absolutely like i've got a few mates of mine here in canberra that have tried to do like tours to like towns of a hundred people uh at like the local club and uh you'll get something that looks similar to a group of pensioners ready to kick in a door at a retirement home rock up <laughs> a good callback um well you know I, um <laughs> it was just the visual really but um yeah the, <laughs> that that's that's what happened the tail end of that story is he was let out of the, of the place to try and find his grandfather. The reason he was locked in there is so his granddad could go down drinking for the day when he was meant to be looking after the kid. The janitor takes him to a local, I guess, the, our version of Safeway. Um, and uh, Which is? Which is... Um, Educate me. So at this time, it was called Franklin's, which don't exist anymore, but equivalent to now would be IGA. Thanks, because I if I dropped Franklin's like I was cool and knew what's going on in Canberra, then I would have looked like an asshole and an old person that doesn't know Franklin's is closed. Well, it's described mostly as a supermarket for poor people, is um Franklin's. But yeah, IGA. Oh, that's Food home. City. Yeah, we get that in Sierra Vista, Food City. Yeah, yeah. So we've got his goes goes in there and basically um, tried to find the grandfather. And what ends up happening by the end is they're like, "So this isn't your real parent or guardian?" No, he took me from my grandfather's house, and they ended up arresting the janitor because they thought he'd kidnapped him. <laughs> this this story is so circuitous. It's uh, it's it's an Aussie story. It's one of those ones you tell down the pub, and everyone's like, "I'm waiting for a punchline." <laughs> just I think like our any listeners of my are. <laughs> just like any of my friends now that I do comedy, whenever I mention a story, they're just waiting for like the "Is that a good bit?" at the end of it. <laughs> Please flip over the tape to side B to hear the rest of this podcast. How well do you do, or do you, do you know? How well do I know? No, I, how well do you do on stage, or do you know? Are you self-aware? Like- yeah, um, it depends on, on the crowd. I try to do more uh, risky type comedy which you probably hear all the time people mean like oh i'm a risky comedian look out doug stanhope i'm you know i'm the risky one in town yeah i don't hear that at all because i don't ever go out or talk to comics yeah okay well uh 
but I see what you're I'm saying. I'm glad to Absolutely. be your first. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so I think I do quite well. I do a lot of emceeing um, as well. Um, but yeah, definitely depends on the crowd. Like I've done some like, you know, hippie bookshop crowds, which um, don't quite get on board with, um, you know, some of my arse eating jokes or whatever the fuck, but then I'll, I'll jump into like a bar crowd, like you've got at the basement, um, here in Canberra. Um, and that's my main room and it, it goes quite well. So it really just depends on the crowd. Nice. Uh, how, uh, how would you be ranked? Like if I asked other open micers behind your back, would they say, yeah, he's the shit. Uh, if you did it, I'd say they would try and promote themselves. But if and it was an anonymous survey, I'd say they'd give me a solid six consistently. All right. You're not one of those sheepish, I'm really the... Like Hedberg was... Like everyone knew he's way miles ahead of us. And he would be like you. Uh, yeah, no, I've kind of uh, just open micer. He'd have that attitude. I, uh, I hope I I'm more think- like... Yeah, I hope you're like that. Yeah, because if if I'm like, if I'm giving myself a couple of extra points and I'm still a six, that's pretty fucking woeful. <laughs> like, who if was, that's who, who was your favorite guest before me? Um, Tom Ballard. Oh yeah, yeah. He had the Tonightly Show, which you were on. Um, yeah, I was on that show. Yeah, and and the ABC, so the Australian version of the community fucking style media station here in Australia um, is put it up on their YouTube as Tom Ballard gets completely destroyed by Doug Stanhope. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I was just talking to that last interview. I didn't remember the guy's name and I, I just knew there was something bad there where, no, I didn't destroy anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know Tom and I watched the interview and I was just like, this is just a good interview in the time that was given. Yeah, that's my problem is I I remember there was an issue with that and I didn't remember what it was, but yeah, yeah, my my memory is faulty. Um, Well, that's why YouTube exists. Um, When Jim Jeffries came to Canberra a few years ago, it was like someone was requesting a joke, like a jukebox at the end, like do the bit about this. And uh, he's like, I need to look at YouTube to remember the bit because I completely forgot some of the shit that I've already done. Yeah, well, he remembered my stuff real well. <laughs> oh, that's that's excellent. Um, the uh, the other it. question, similar to the Chad Shank one, how did you get in contact? I've list- I listened to notes from the pan. How did you get in contact? Is, is, first of all, is your podcast about my podcast, or should you tell people who Chad Shank is? Um, they already know. Do you just talk about Chad Shank a lot? And then I'm finally here. Chad Shank uh, has been the co-host of my podcast and he's yeah. a friend of mine and, and where I live. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just saying you brought up how, uh, yeah. how did you meet Chad Shank without giving the listener any, any backstory? Yeah. Well, I just put a hat on backwards and hope that the rest of the um, community would. Uh, that does not look like a backwards hat, by the way, unless you turn sideways. Oh, With that right. beard, that makes you look like you should have the the dingly things on the side of your head. <laughs> or it looks it looks uh, uh, either Hasidic or Muslim, but it doesn't look like a backwards hat in the least. 
Well, in case you were holding back, it is a backwards cap. You can say, I did, I, well, I, I noticed that right away before we even said hello. When I first saw you on camera, you were looking sideways. Yep. And I went, oh, thank God that's a backwards hat. Because <laughs> I don't want to say something I don't know. But like, it's not a daishiki. I know that. But uh, whatever you call that thing. <laughs> you keep um, flame retardant in that beard? Yeah. yeah like well, uh, Jeff Ross now? Can I get a drink? <laughs> <laughs> i was i was thinking more so along the lines of like the the uh not jeff ross but more kanye because like i didn't want to accidentally slip and be the next um be the next like say something bad about jews <laughs> podcast um but to be fair i could really deal with the publicity right about now anyway um hey Come for me, Adidas. I'll wear your fucking jackets and shit. Um, but yeah, Adidas is that how they pronounce it down there? Adidas, Adidas, Adidas. Yeah, Adidas is what they say here, but I haven't worn tennis shoes in quite some time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, if they want to correct me, um, that's fine. They know my contact details, but yeah, um. Yeah, the next one was just um, Bobby Caldwell. How did you get in contact with uh, with him to from the notes from the pen podcast? You know what? Uh, and I can say this about a lot of people. Brian Hennigan is one of the few people I know exactly how I met him and when I met him and why I met him. Bobby was an email, and I don't know. I don't okay. know when that started. Bobby is a, a friend of ours now uh, that I've been talking to for a few years. Uh, he's in prison. He... Uh, accidentally killed his wife uh so he's in prison for manslaughter i think he's doing 12 years he's mm. got a two or three left but yeah we talk on uh, on the phone all the time and he's one of the f few people i ever talk to on the phone yep uh because you can't text yeah uh, so yeah i just talked to him tonight and uh uh yeah he's uh, he was fucked up and he, he made a mistake and he's a really brilliant guy and mm. in a horrible situation, but he's almost on the other side of it, but he's a, a great writer, which is a calm gentleman that uh, did too many drugs, did the wrong kinds of drugs. Yep. Yeah. That that's interesting. No, I, I, I'm trying not to make this so much about your podcast because, um, you're right. Not not everyone's an enthusiast like myself. Hopefully, after listening to this episode, just out of pure desire to understand the full story, they'll listen to every episode of your podcast and then have. Yeah, the no, backstory. so many of them suck. Um, no, if I it, knew podcasting could have been a thing. I would have put way more effort into my podcast. But so many, so many years, I was like, all right, we're just talking. What? 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 What's going on? Are we done yet? Yeah, so there's a lot of clunkers, but there's some good ones too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Margot Robbie. Best of, yeah, but put a best of uh, out there for uh, people so they can skip all the dead weight on that podcast. But uh, which one? Uh, the Margot Robbie, I think. The um, Bisbee Local with like the really deep voice. Oh, Margot. Yeah, yeah. Mar Margot Wallenberg. Oh, there we go. Yeah, she talks like this. She was my real estate person when I called up about the house for sale, and she answered the phone. And I, at some point, I said, "Sir," and she goes, "No, nah, I'm a woman, but it happens all the time. It's all right." 
I had I had um, a supervisor back in the day when I worked at our version of a better grocery store called Woolworths, um, and and my team manager used to have that voice, but she was the one that was mostly responsible for the PA calls over the whole store. <laughs> well, Chad Shank always had also has a very deep voice, and we were trying to get them. I don't know if we did it, but to do, hi, this is Chad Shank, and him doing, hi, this is Margot Wallenberg, <laughs> to see if you could tell the difference. Um, all right, I've got a... Woolworths, got... by the way, would be uh, our Franklins. Woolworths uh, is a thing from 1950s over here. So, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe they still have them over there. Yeah, well, I mean... Does it still say five and dime? That's... <laughs> It seems to be one of the bigger ones here, but I guess that's just because we get all the shit that is left over after everyone. Australia is the Danny DeVito in twins of America's Arnie. And... (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I've got got another another question here for... um, Related to walk-ups. So like I've been doing comedy for five years. I've had a couple of situations after gigs, mostly when I rag on religion where someone will just come up to me after the gig and just be like, like the best one I had was a dude was just completely blind drunk comes up to me. I've got four kids. It's a Tuesday night. Um, and I'm a good Christian man. I'm like, I'm going to stop you there. So who's the beaten missus that's looking after four kids while you're out getting drunk off your ass. Um, (laughs) Have you had any like memorable walk-ups after the show where you're like, I might be in danger here? Uh, yeah, a few times. I, and, and it's always something weird where you have a, a set full of abortion and fist fucking whatever. But you said diabetes. My dad has diabetes and that's not funny. And yeah, I, I remember one time in Portland where a guy came up to the merch booth that I was manning alone and was like clenching his fist and he was huge and he was just trying to either muster up the courage or talk himself off the ledge. And then he went outside and he was going to come back in. And that's when Chaley and Andy Andrus saw that this was going to be a situation and quelled it. But yeah, there's a few times, but it's usually where I should be afraid, but I'm too drunk to be. So it's amusing which yeah, so far has worked out for the most part uh, where, yeah, I, I've, I've been on stage where shit happened, where I was like visibly trembling and like, all right, something's going to happen. But that stage is a frightening thing to people a foot of a foot high with a spotlight and people are afraid of a stage. Yeah. Yeah. It makes all the difference. Um, it reminds me of um, uh, pre- the, when you're in Australia last time in Canberra. My buddy who's got MS is in the wheelchair. He's in the front. He's in the front, and um, he obviously addressed that there's a dude in the front in a wheelchair. Um, but the thing was, he is a, such a big fan. He's like, I. He sort of lost for words for a second when you're like, oh, so why are you in a wheelchair? He's like, oh, I got MS, and like in hindsight that's a weird way to word it because it's nearly like he didn't have it before but he like didn't wear a condom yeah yeah anti-vaxxer 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's actually in such a degenerative state of his MS. The only way he'll be able to make it to this show is in a hospital bed that props up. So we're actually trying to organize just to wheel in a dude. Yes. Yeah, you should. uh, Hey, Alex, take a note on that. Email Hennigan or see what. Yeah, see what we can do to facilitate that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you'd be happy to happy to have a dude in a in a hospital bed just propped up Fuck yes right in the middle <laughs> front row center and put tables on either side of them if you if you get the angle right it'll look like he's crowd surfing for a second here's here's if this happens i'll tell you the problem people are gonna think it's part of the act and wait for the punchline. Hmm. i don't know if you read my book about mother but uh yep. when she was i was doing a uk tour and they said it's a 50 50 whether she'll be alive when you get back so i said mom not canceling the tour but i'm going to call you on stage every night and tell people you know what's going on and then i'm going to call and say uh, if you answer i'm going to say mother are you dead yet from the old monty python which is a yep. running joke with us uh, you know since i was a kid and uh and if and if an emt answers the phone the show is going to go a little bit awkwardly so and we did that and every every night i'd call her and by like people are waiting for a punchline they don't know that no this is a real situation yes. this is a real guy with degenerative late stage ms in a fucking hospital bed in the middle of the room that's what we're talking about i'm trying to do backstory for hennigan because he doesn't have cans yeah, yeah. Point being, so yeah, I, I would definitely do that. And if a crowd is waiting for a punchline, fuck them. Yep. Yeah, that that's um that and also he was a comedian um prior to his he can't talk anymore, he can just sort of listen, but he um he like my bit I remember one time he um was about oh, to wait, go. so wait, 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 wait. So he's not gonna be able to laugh? Uh, uh fuck him then. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's more so like um, we need to sort of have some sort of puppetry in place there to make the noise. Um, <laughs> trust hey, me. Where, where are you from? <laughs> what do you do? Oh, dickhead won't talk to me here. <laughs> trust me. It's the in the later stages of MS. It's probably more of a, just a, a scream than a laugh. You'll probably not be sure what what the reaction is you're getting from it um but he um he used to do stand-up comedy um and that's that's the bit like he he told me one of his last gigs he was able to do he said roast me before you bring me on stage and i was like look um this is joel p he used to be able to he's been doing stand-up since he could stand up and he's been wearing those socks since he could walk in them and then (laughs) Um, yeah, and then brought him up, but uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's a massive de- so dog. People who are, pe- people who are not comedians are so missing out. Mm. We, we talk about this all the time. That's the green room humor that you can't say anything anymore. Mm. Yeah, you can in a green room. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. comics are better people than other people. Um, I'm yeah. a comedian supremacist. <laughs> well that's like i said to some of my other uh, open mic mates i'm like while we're out on like a weeknight doing comedy i'm like some 
idiots sitting at home watching some reality TV show so that they can forget about their day job for an hour and then go or, to sleep. Or they're sitting on social media thinking that everything outside is crazy and chaos and they're just fear feeding themselves while everyone at your show is, eh, everyone's completely normal out here. Get out of the house, buddy. Yeah. Um, I don't want to run too over time. Alex, are we um, good to to wrap? Yeah. yeah um, Doug, it's been awesome having you on the show. This is going to be in my podcast episode 82. What's the guy's name in the, in the uh, cart? Uh, Joel. Yeah. Joel. Joel with the MS. Yep. We're going to go down to the bar here at the uh, hotel. Uh, and my bartender, Mickey, this is an airport hotel, and it's the only bar I'm a regular where they know my name because I, I stay here all the time. And Mickey has MS and has said she's going to have to cut back her shifts down to part-time. So, yeah. So I will tip her uh, extra in Joel's honor. Yeah. Through the, through the spirit of MS, he will still receive that in some way. Yes. Yeah. He'll, he'll, yeah. He'll be in hell with a coupon <laughs> from 1983 uh, made out to Delta. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you very much for being on the show, Doug. I look forward to seeing, um, seeing you here in Canberra on the 27th. We will, we will have a pint. You're buying. We'll do. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks. Don't buy me a drink. Just name names. Yeah, so yeah right. Big Tony. You'll get fucking thrown out of the strip club with your floppy disk. Yeah, all day. Make people feel shame for shit all day. <laughs> Don't blow Turn it. into a hard drive. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to Keep it simple. Count your money. That they're not proud of. Just give me ten bucks. Yeah, right.